0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Jessica Stevens here, the host of I Just Blank Now What, the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining in for another Now What Wednesday. And boy, do we have an amazing show for you today. First off, I just want to say a big thank you to all of our new listeners. We've got a nice big boost of downloads and followers, so I just want to say welcome. Thank you so much for joining us here every week, and to our new patrons who have come on board for season four to support the show. Super grateful for every single one of you. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, let's get to today's episode because it is a jam-packed one full of lots of goods. My guest today is Nancy Picard, and she is coming on the show and sharing Her I just don't know who I am without him story that is I think going to resonate with a lot of people as she shares about discovering things about herself following her divorce from her husband of 26 years who she was blissfully in love with and had a wonderful life and marriage. He turned around one day and said he didn't want to be with her anymore. And so she was a little floored by that, but definitely learned so much about herself coming out of that. So we're going to talk about marriage, obviously divorce, people-pleasing, relationships. She's going to share a little bit more about this term called other referenced, which I had never heard before this episode, so I'm excited for her to unpack that one for all of you if you don't know what that means either. Spiritual divorce, the book she's written, all the things. So yeah, this is a jam-packed episode, so grab your pencil. And a notebook, you may want to take some notes and learn from Nancy because she has a lot to share. So, a little bit about Nancy. Nancy is a certified master integrative life coach with a myriad of coaching certifications specializing in breakthrough shadow, boundaries, healing your heart, and reinvention. She is the author of the international best selling book, Bigger, Better, Braver Conquer Your Fears, Embrace Your Courage, Transform Your Life. She offers a digital course and an online Zoom coaching course featured in the book. Prior to her work as a coach, she operated as owner and founder of a personal training gym for 16 years. So she knows what it takes to help people achieve big goals. She lives by example. And in 2017, she travels alone to Thailand and Vietnam, took her biggest challenge of climbing Kilimanjaro at the age of 61. Coaching others to step out of fear and into bigger versions of themselves is her passion. And she is a mother of two grown sons and an active grandmother to four beautiful grandchildren. She's an avid hiker, biker, skier, yogi, and pickleball player. And she is passionate about her five-year-old Australian Labradoodle bliss. So that is a little bit about Nancy. So let's get to the now what. blank now what stories so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question now what hey friend did you just think to yourself i just love this podcast now what well i hope you do and if you did i got the answer become a patron and support the show For just a $5 financial gift a month, you can access episodes early and without ads. Plus, you'll be entered to win our monthly Patreon giveaway, like books and courses from our guests and some fun merch. For just a $10 a month contribution, you'll become an all-access patron and also get bonus exclusive content from me and some of our guests. Behind the scenes, Q&A, bonus questions, all of it. So head over to patreon.com backslash I just blank and now what, or click on the link in the show notes and become a patron today. Well, hello, Nancy. Hi, how are you? I'm doing so good. It's great to see you again. It's been a little while since we first connected
1: it has been it's good to see you too
0: excellent so finally having you on the show which is so exciting and we're going to talk about something that i think is just so so important for all of us (laughs) to really tune into but before we do that why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself obviously i just read your wonderful bio to everybody but i always love to for guests to share a little bit about themselves in their own words what do you want the people to know about you
1: okay so I am a growth mindset person. Like I am always learning. I'm always trying new things. That's Bigger, Better, Braver is my book. I always, and whatever it is that's out there that I'm afraid to do, I go and I do. And that's my mindset. And it has served me so well in the last, you know, probably 15, 20 years. But -hmm. that's not how I always was. I was divorced or I was married for 26 years the love of my life, and um, that fell apart. And when that fell apart, I fell apart. I did not have the tools I have now. I mean, I thought like my whole life was over and the family that I had built and the dreams for my future and everything was in the garbage. And I had a really hard time. And I had a really, really hard time finding myself in there because I had always seen myself for probably 28 years through the eyes of my husband. So as long as he wanted me and he thought I was special and he thought I was sexy and smart and all those things, then I did. But I found that when he no longer saw me as something that he desired and wanted, then I no longer saw myself that way either. And it took me a really long time for many, many years. All I tried to do was fix the picture. I need to be married again. I need to have another person in my life because I thought I was I was such a strong, powerful woman because I was half of a whole. That's how I lived my life, and I always thought I could do great things because I had the support of a great man. And mm-hmm. n- none of that was true. I did great things because I was a really powerful, centered good human being. And I was worthy just because I breathed. And it took me a very long time to recognize that. And I got into another serious relationship. We were engaged. And when that fell apart, I really realized there's got to be something the universe wants me to know that I am not learning. I'm either just choosing really emotionally broken men, which I was because I was the healer. I was the fixer. I can make you happy. I can be emotionally whole. I can do all of these things. And I don't do that anymore. I, I hung up my superwoman cape. I gave away my peeper pleaser over doer, over you know, non-confrontational personality. And I traded it in for my new personality.
0: Well, that's the podcast right there. That was the show. Nancy, that was the show. <laughs> All right. So, um we're, we're going to rewind the tape a little bit and we're going to unpack some of what you just okay. shared as your teaser as to what we're talking about today. And that is about, you know, this this feeling of you lo- losing yourself, mm. right? And or not really knowing who you are because your identity was so attached to, you know, being the partner, being the wife, being half of you know, a whole as a whole. you said. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's, let's go back. Let's, let's talk about that first relationship with, with your, the love of your life, as you said, your husband, what was going on in that relationship? And when it ended, that made you kind of realize, like, oh, my, I don't even
1: know who I am. Well, we were together a really long time. So we developed together. Mm-hmm. And he found out some really serious emotional stuff from his past that he had buried and when that unraveled he unraveled and he he just he had like a huge really typical midlife crisis and but because it happened like this i was so unprepared because we had a great marriage and we had a great family and so you know we never fought i mean it's not that we never fought but we We didn't end up in marriage counseling like none of those things there were no clues at all that we didn't have a great marriage and so i just didn't see it coming i'm sure i'm like a million other women but i didn't see it coming and i didn't know i was so other referenced until it happened. But I do remember people like complimenting me on, you know, I owned a personal training gym, and I did huge fundraisers for big organizations. And like, Oh, my God, you're so capable. And in my head, I used to think it was because I, I didn't have to think about anything else. Like I had a backbone of my husband to help me, which Mm -hmm. he never really did. I mean, if anything, it was the other way around. I was his support versus he was my support. But I felt Like I was whole and I was free to be anything and do anything. Although it had to be, you know, behind him.
0: Yeah. When you say other people referenced, what does that mean exactly for anybody who's listening is like, what does she mean by that?
1: Yeah. Other referenced means that you see yourself and you judge yourself how worthy you are by how you are perceived by somebody else.
0: All right, I think that is a bit of a mic drop moment for some people who are listening right now. They're like, oh, I think that might be me.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, We, we women, more than men, we women. Men are usually accomplishment oriented. They judge themselves on their accomplishments. Women generally judge themselves on their interpersonal relationships. It's a big difference.
0: Okay, so give me some examples of being other reference that people might need to, to hear to pick up a clue that maybe they're doing this.
1: Oh, well, if you if you don't know that you look good or feel good until your husband says, oh, yeah, I like that, or you look good today, that's other reference.
0: Okay.
1: If uh, everything, if you think you can only do something when you've got this man on your arm, or you've got his attention, or you've got him supporting your decisions, then you second guess your own decisions. You may not even make your own decisions. You know, have you ever been with people? I mean, you're much younger than I am, but I I could be with women that will be forever saying, well, my husband says this and my husband says that. And and I'm like, "Um, what do you say? You know, where are you in this conversation? Okay. Or do you want to go do something? I don't know. I got to ask my husband, like, why don't you just make a decision and decide This is what you're doing. And if he wants to come along, that's great. And if not, you're still going to go. So we 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 twist ourselves up at a pretzel to be digestible to other people. And so I was just working with a a male client last night who was very depressed, but he also was saying how he is a people pleaser and he never says what's on his mind because he doesn't want to upset other people. But what happens is that he's going through life wearing a mask. He's got a happy face on the outside and he's really sad on the inside. And he's sad on the inside because when you wear a mask, you think people only like you because of the mask you're wearing. And if they knew the real you, they wouldn't like you. And that's so disempowering. That's all part of this.
0: So is that what was happening with you when your husband decided that he didn't want to be in your marriage
1: anymore and walked away? What, what was what I was? Yes, I, I lost all my self-confidence and my self-trust because I now was out there half. Right. I was no longer whole. I was now a half and I felt unsafe. I had a shadow belief from my childhood that I wasn't safe alone. So that's a whole other thing we could uh, talk about and unwrap if you want. But I had this childhood belief that I wasn't safe alone. And therefore, when I first became alone since I was 13 and now I'm like 46, I think, I didn't feel safe. I didn't feel whole and I didn't feel safe and I needed to fix the picture and I didn't know how. And I was just overwhelmed with the whole thing.
0: So at the time, your how do I fix this is find another half.
1: Yes. Yes. For a very long time. I just kept trying to fix that picture.
0: Okay. So you eventually found another half.
1: Another really emotionally dysfunctional man who I think in the first week told me he had never been happy a day in his life. And that should have made me run for the hills. Red
0: flag, red flag, red flag. Red
1: flag, huge red flag. But for me, it was like, I can make you happy. I'm, I'm that, I'm the it girl, right? I'm a really good half. Yeah, I'm a really good half. And I can take over all your emotional and spiritual and every need. I can be that person. And eventually what happens is that, they fall apart. You can't really be with somebody who's really emotionally broken and not willing to do the work.
0: Okay, so that, how long was that relationship? How long did it take you to realize
1: that you were not? Well, I never realized it. We were together six years. He's the one that broke it off. He fell apart. He'd gone away to get to a, it's called the Hoffman Institute, but to, you know, to get some healing And he came back and for a while, he felt great. And then he needed to be alone. He needed to find himself, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And so what happened to Nancy again? Well, I fell apart, but I didn't fall apart nearly as far. It it wasn't as deep a dive, but it was really a huge moment. And I I went to see a therapist and she recommended this book called The Spiritual Divorce by Debbie Ford. I read the book and I decided I was going to get myself a Debbie Ford spiritual divorce coach and I was going to become a Debbie Ford spiritual divorce coach, which was like probably 10 certifications ago, 10 years ago. I did it. I became a coach and I've been doing it ever since, you know, more and more and more different kinds of work and certifications and more tools. And, you know, every time I'll work with somebody that I don't feel I knew enough about their particular issue, I would go and get a new certification so I could help more and more people. And that's just where I've gone with this.
0: And it just snowballed one and building and building and and building. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Debbie Ford. I think her work is fantastic in terms of shadow work. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about Debbie and shadow work for anybody who who hasn't heard of her or any of her work. Talk us through some of the things that you learned from okay. all of her trainings.
1: Okay. So number one, Debbie's not alive anymore. But Nancy Levin, who uh, Debbie was her mentor, has also started a new whole coaching certification called Levin Life Coach And she has many new certifications as well. And so she has carried with it all of Debbie's shadow work. So for people who are still interested and want more information, that's also another way to go. And it's all in my book also. But so in the first 10 years of your life, we all develop beliefs that we're not even aware of. Okay. Something happens, an emotional event happens. You could be one, you could be two, you could be four. You're not emotionally mature enough to understand what happened, but your, your ego gives it a meaning. I'm broken. I'm not good enough. My voice doesn't matter. I need to stay quiet to be safe. I need to control everything to be safe. I need to be perfect to be loved. And it happens in an instant and it could happen from one thing, or it could happen from many things. So those who have been brought up with trauma in their life, narcissistic parents, alcoholic parents, ragers, weak parents, I mean, any of those create all kinds of shadow beliefs. And yet, even if you have a great childhood, you still come away with beliefs. So for example, I had a really good childhood, especially with all the work I'm doing now. And I see how dysfunctional so many families can be. It's like, it's heartbreaking, but I had a really good childhood and I grew up thinking I was special. I could do anything, which also I'm now starting to see also causes like a grandiosity, you know, a belief that you can do anything and it puts you one up of other people. So it's actually not a gift, but at the time I did grow up thinking I could be anything. Well, when my husband no longer wanted to be married to me, Now I got the flip side of of I can do anything and I'm special. Now I'm unworthy. Mm. So one way or the other, we all get to unworthy deep down inside. And that's where the imposter syndrome and I'm not enough and the fears, that's where it all comes from. It comes from our childhood wounds. And then what happens with these wounds is that we develop a personality that has learned to adapt, and I'm now being certified with Terry Reel as a relationship and family coach, and he calls that the adaptive child. And the adaptive child is really the wounded child trying to be an adult, but they're still a child. They're the adaptive child, and whenever we get into a fight with anybody, it's our adaptive child that got triggered not our adult self, but our adaptive child. So most people who are in relationship and are in discord within a relationship, it's adaptive child fighting with adaptive child. And it all comes from our shadow beliefs.
0: Got it. Got it. So let's go back to the end of that second relationship. And you didn't crumble as as far or as fast. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that was kind of the moment when you're like, I got to clearly i'm the common denominator between these right. relationships and then that's when you started really looking at yourself exactly so what were some of those first things that you started to do to find you again it all
1: came through the coaching it okay. all came from the coach how did
0: you how did you find the coaching what was that first
1: what like how did you come well so the so that was my therapist who told me to read oh, debbie's therapist. book okay yeah. great so i read the book and that was the end of my therapy because now i was on the coaching track which you know, nothing against therapists, but coaching is so much more active, action oriented. You know, you're not just talking, you have to do things every week. So you're learning to stay in alignment. You're learning to trust your word. You're learning to make, you know, all of these things to make yourself a priority. I mean, that, that came way later when I became a boundary coach. That's what boundary coaching is all about. So I have been working on myself for 10 years and uncovered it's like an onion where you're uncovering beliefs and underlying commitments. So just to go back to the shadow belief for a second, you have this belief. then you make a you unconsciously subconsciously make a belief, take that belief and you give it a promise. So I had a belief I wasn't safe alone. My underlying commitment or my unconscious commitment to myself was to never be alone. Mm -hmm. to make myself digestible so everybody would love me and everybody would want to be with me and I would never have to be alone. That was my shadow belief and that was my unconscious commitment. So we all have, we have those. If your belief is that um, my voice doesn't matter, I'm not safe to share my ideas, your commitment is to stay quiet. And now the thing about shadow beliefs and underlying commitments is that they're made to keep us safe as children. And they do. That's that unconscious commitment. That's our adaptive child doing what it needs to do to be safe
0: and to survive. Yeah.
1: Yes. And so we never should look back and be, oh, my God, I can't believe I had that. I've wasted my life. No, those beliefs kept us safe. But as an adult, they keep us locked. They keep us stuck. And small. they keep us plain small. Mm-hmm.
0: They keep us in that
1: child state. Yeah, they keep us afraid because, and they keep us, the adaptive child is very black and white. There's no gray. There's no flexibility. There's no empathy. There's no looking at other sides. It's, it's the child, it's really a child brain. But that's basically how most people go through their life as the adaptive child. They think that they're being an adult, but they're not. Their brain is not functioning from the second consciousness.
0: So interesting and fascinating work. I I can understand why you started down the train and got a little nibble. And then you're like, oh, and I want some more and I want some more. And you just like got one certification after the next, after the next, yeah. because it is just like an onion, as you said, we are all peeling back layers and discovering something else. And you're like, OK, now what tool do I need to address
1: this? Right. And it's the best work in the world, because not only am I helping others, which I'm passionate about, but I'm evolving. I'm not the woman in any way that I was 10, 20, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. When you look at
0: yourself now and you look back to Nancy, you know, post first divorce, (laughs) what would you say are the biggest differences
1: in who you were to who you are now? I truly trust myself. And I know that I can do big things. I know that if I'm 100% responsible for all my choices, that's good news because I make good choices so that my life is mine. I'm not a victim in my story ever. So being self-referenced is one big one. Another big one is that I use fear as a driving force for change. So I have so many clients, it almost breaks my heart how they live in their fear and they can't move. They really can't move out of their fear. But because I believe that the universe has my back and that everything happens for a reason, whether I fail or I succeed, it's okay. It's supposed to be happening. So if I fail, I'm falling forward. You know, I'm still putting myself out there, which makes me feel good about myself. And yet maybe this wasn't my time. Maybe I didn't really have the resources. Maybe I needed more learnings. Like it's a stepping stone to get me where I want to go. I never like just get defeated and don't pick myself back up. So challenges for me are just obstacles on my way to my success. I don't stop. So I think those are two really big ones. And then the belief that the universe has my back supports me, not just in my life, but as a mother and a grandmother, because I now recognize that my kids and my grandchildren, they have to have their own journey. And so as a parent coach, I help people let go and let their children fall and fail and learn to be resilient and learn to pick themselves up. You can't keep saving them and you can't make your children's troubles your troubles. You know, and that's, I mean, I used to have this, that used to be the old adage that you're only as happy as your saddest child. I don't believe that anymore because that's their journey. And if you can trust in the universe that they're having the journey they need to be having it sort of makes you relax and say, okay, I'm sad they're going through this, but they'll get through it.
0: Yeah. All the things in my life that I stumbled on have helped me be the person that I am. So really lessons here, they need to have some stumbles too, to help them be the person that we all have to. yeah. 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 All right. So you read the book, you go through, Lots of personal development personally, and you get inspired that this is what you want to do to help other people like you. Mm -hmm. So, talk to me a little bit about that journey of, you know, what, what, at what point in your life did you say, okay, I'm, I'm doing a good job of working on Nancy. I want to help other people do this too. What was what was that journey like for you? Was it like ooh, one day, or was it like a creep? That kind of oh, yeah, look, no, I'm it, helping people.
1: <laughs> it was not a creep because I owned a personal training gym for 16 years. Mm-hmm. So I went from outer fitness to inner fitness. So the moment I read the book. I knew I was going to get a coach and become a coach. It it was in the same moment. In the same moment. I had not even started coaching yet. I just was like blown away by Debbie's work and I was already in the field of helping people. And also I had moved to Colorado And I'm a really good athlete, but there were a lot of trainers here already. And so I had sold my personal training gym in New Jersey and moved to Colorado. And I didn't really want to do that again. Not that I don't use it with all of my clients, because no matter what people come to me for, that's in my background. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you want to lose 20 pounds? I can help you do that, right? And so you never know, no matter what your tools are from your last life, When you become a coach, those tools help like with your niche. It brings you into being able to just change and adapt and, you know, do those kinds of things. So so the answer is it happened in a moment, but the evolution of how I keep changing and adding new tools, that's, I never saw that coming.
0: You never saw the hunger for wanting more?
1: No. First of all, for me, the coaching was never about the money because I was financially secure when I I started down this road. I was older and I'd been married 26 years and I sold my gym. and So all of those things. And so I wasn't hungry for the money. But one of the things that I learned along the way is that a sense of worthiness, self-worth, is very connected with if you really feel worthy, then you understand that you're also worth asking for what you deserve financially. And so, you know, I used to work with a coach and she would, you know, have you close your eyes and do these internal processes and about, well, how much money do you want to make? And I would close my eyes and I'd say, I don't know, like maybe $50,000. And she'd say, why is that all you want to make? And I'd be like, well, I don't really need the money. And so that's like a nice amount. And she's like, what if you made $500,000 and you gave $450,000 away? Like, why are you putting the cap on yourself? And so this was all part of your worthiness and part of my evolving. I, I had been a wife and mother. And even though I owned a gym, I was always a wife and mother first. That was not my priority. So all of this just sort of evolved to now I'm an international best-selling co you know author and I have all these coaching modalities and I am a speaker and I'm telling you I just never I never saw it coming happy surprise though huh yeah yeah nice surprise yeah
0: all right okay tell us a little about the
1: book so the book is really for people who aren't sure if they want to be coached or can't afford to be coached. It's really like an entry into my work with all of the tools and processes to do it yourself. It's called Bigger, Better, Braver. Conquer your fears. Oh, my God. Embrace <laughs> your courage. Conquer your fears and transform your life. I can't, can't believe I couldn't come up with the title. And it's all, it's a self-help how-to it starts with uncovering your vision, your soul's vision, like what your what your soul wants for you, not what your ego or other people want for you. And then it takes you step by step, uncovering your shadow beliefs, uncovering your unconscious beliefs, how to have a growth mindset, how to be in acceptance and surrender. All of the things you need, how to get your ducks in a row before you just jump out there and try something new without, you know, free floating. I don't believe in that. I believe in really doing your homework, and having a plan. And so if you buy the book, and you just read it, and then you go step by step again through it, you will make that leap, whatever it is that you want. And if you want more support, I have, you know, a course that goes with it. And then of course, there's one on one or group coaching with me to just further the tools that you're getting from the book. But it's a great first stop. Uh, Yeah,
0: I love that. I love that. So Nancy, take, let's go back, and I want you to reflect on how you felt when your husband, out of the blue, told you, I don't want you anymore. Obviously, that was that was crushing for you. Can you believe now, fast forward however many years, that your lowest of lowest of moments and what you thought was breaking you was actually the best possible gift of your life?
1: No. Wait, did you ask me, can I believe it? Yeah. Uh, No, I mean, I still, yes and no. It changed the trajectory of where I was going and how I believed my place on this earth was. It totally changed that. I can tell you, I would never be the woman I am today if I was still there then. But it doesn't change how broken I was because I really loved my life and my husband, and I was brought up for that role. You know, I was brought up to be thinking that being a wife and mother was everything. So your purpose, it was my purpose. And it still is my purpose in terms of my children and my grandchildren. And I do have a partner. So it's not like I gave all that up. But it's so balanced now. I was so not balanced back then, but I was happy. You know, you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I would not be sharing my gifts like I am today. I would not be whole by myself and I would not feel as strong and capable and making choices that are supporting me and what I want if I was still back there. So the answer, the short answer or the long answer is yes, it it totally, I'm not the person I was. I never would have been. I had to go through that to be here. Mm-hmm. If I had had those tools back then, I would have seen it very differently. Yeah. And so for people who are going through really hard times now, you have to look at what those hard times are trying to show you. And if you can have some purpose and belief that the universe has your back so this is happening for a reason then start looking for that reason because it also changes how you view in your circumstances absolutely
0: so talk to us a little bit about how you went into this new latest relationship and what 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 flags were you looking for like obviously you showed up as a different person and we attract A different kind of person when we're different. So talk to us about this this new love in your life. What's this relationship like?
1: Well, that was exactly Jessica, saying that you attract a different person when you're a different person. One of the things I didn't talk about is disowned qualities, the qualities in ourselves that we don't believe about ourselves. Like I didn't believe I was lazy. I'm not a liar, like certain things like that. Then you attract people in your life to show you, you get triggered because they're lazy or they're a liar. Both, by the way, was in my big last relationship. And so as I cleaned up my act, as I owned back more and more and more of my own qualities that I had disowned, the guys that I started to date didn't have those qualities. I stopped dating guys that lied. Not you know not that they all did. I stopped dating lazy guys because that used to make me insane. And I stopped dating people who were late because I thought that was very disrespectful. And then I had to own where am I disrespectful? It doesn't have to look the same. And so the man that I'm with now, he doesn't actually have qualities that trigger me in a deep way because I've leveled up. I actually am now with somebody who mirrors me. Not in every way, but in the most important ways.
0: In the the important categories, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're both growth mindset. We both work a lot. We're both athletic. We both love our families. We both have really good integrity and morals. All of those things are very equal. And so it's a very mature, conscious adult, conscious adult relationship. Not that we don't trigger each other, but now we do the work around it because you can't be with me and not be- Open to the work. Ready to do the work. So I will say to him, hey, I think you gaslit me last night. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'll give him an example. And he'll be like, oh, oh, I can see that. Okay, I'm sorry, I'll tuck that away. That's a really healthy relationship. A healthy relationship is not a relationship that never fights. It's a relationship that you can have conscious conversations with and you can both move into, all right, this is what I need from you. What can I do for you so that you can give me what I need?
0: And for the audience who's listening is like, what's gaslighting? She just said a term I don't understand. Oh,
1: yeah. So Gaslighting is is really a term that is used with narcissists a lot, but anybody can be a gaslight lighter. And I actually think men do do it like they'll be they'll say something in a voice and a tone that makes you feel like you're wrong or you're stupid or you made a mistake and and that's not actually true, but they say it in a way that you're like, oh, Maybe I am wrong. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know, you know? And so if you're aware of it, you'll know when your partner does that. And I have a really good man and he still does it. So I do think that men have a lot of times they're in the one up position and just the way they say something, they can make you feel like you're wrong, when you know you're not. That's Give, us an example.
0: Give us an example so people can be like, oh, that's what that is.
1: All right, um, I don't wanna really use the, one, the ones I just had with my boyfriend, but basically they'll, let's say they'll do something and you'll say, well, why did you do that? You know, like that didn't support me or that, you know, you thought, weren't yeah. being there for me. And then he'll turn it around and say, well, you know, I'm trying to take care of my health and so I didn't wanna do that you know, and you're being like, Oh God, am I not being supportive? But then you'll look, you'll watch for the next two weeks and he's doing the exact thing that he didn't do that you wanted him to do. And now he's doing it whenever with other people. And so you're like, wait a minute, you're not caring about your health right now. How could you blame that on me? You know, but you used it against me. And what I think what they don't realize also is that women don't forget anything. So If you say something that I know is not true, and then you go out for the next two weeks and do something that's the opposite of what you said, every time I hear it, I'm saying, what are you talking about? Like in my head, I'm thinking, oh, it's okay today. It wasn't okay yesterday, but it's okay today and every day this week, right? And so they don't realize that they've probably even forgotten they've said it because they say it in a moment but you don't ever forget. Women don't forget. We womanate and we keep bringing we it stew, up. We stew we and stew. cook it
0: into gravy. Or an example is when you, you know, say what you just did upset me or something and their response is, well, that's not what I meant. Yeah. You're taking it wrong. You're taking it wrong.
1: You're, you're, you, it wrong. you're too sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, Versus this, this just apologizing. You're too sensitive. right? Versus just apologizing. Oh, I'm sorry that, that exactly is, that's, yeah, that's I, what yeah, happened. I actually came back and had said to my partner, had you just said, I just didn't feel like doing it that night. I'm sorry it upset you. I didn't realize it was important to you. That would have been the end of it. But because you made me feel, you tried to shame me that Defending I- Defending
0: his action. Yes.
1: Yeah. And then you go off and do that. That's gaslighting.
0: Got it. All right. Awesome. Okay. So even with the most wonderful, open-minded, growth spirited (laughs) uh, partners out there, we all still have moments where we are not showing up as our best. So just remember that everybody, no one's perfect. You're not perfect. He's not perfect. So we're all not perfect. We're all just doing our best to be the better version of ourselves each and every day. So Nancy, I love to ask this question. Now what? What's going on? I can't even imagine you adding anything else to your plate, but you sound like a woman who is going to continually add. So my question is now what?
1: Okay. So my new love is Terry Wheel. I don't know if you know him at all. He has a, a whole certification called relational life therapy, RLT, all over the world. His work is phenomenal, phenomenal. And I'm down a path of a two-year program with him that is actually moving me towards like marriage and relationship coaching therapy that I've never done before. And because I'm usually one-on-one, I'm already a few months into this and I'm bringing it into my clients and I'm, I'm starting to work with couples and I, it's like, everything is online. So it's all videos. And then there are live calls. And then there's practicums, which will be live work, but it's all done from the home. I spend my every free moment doing it. I am so obsessed with it. And mainly because it's definitely taking me down a road. I never planned on going down. It's it's life changing. So that's what I'm doing. Awesome! I love it.
0: I, yeah. I, it is
1: growth is very
0: addictive. Yeah, but in a good way because it's not like okay we're not just brush our teeth once and and we're, you know we got to brush the teeth every day twice a day and it's yes it's doing the same thing but it's doing a little extra more each and time every time mm-hmm. we learn more and and peel back another layer and discover more so I love that you're continuously in to improve yourself so that you can help other people improve their lives too. I love it. So where can people find you, Nancy, if they want to connect with you, if they want the book, if they want to book a conversation, where do you like to hang out?
1: My website has everything. It will have your podcast. It has all the podcasts. It has a free chapter to my book. It has a few different freebies. And it also has a link for my book, but my book is on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and and you, all the online places, it's in some bookstores, but it's easier to get online and you can get a free discovery call with me. Also, everything's at Nancy Picard, lifecoach.com. I'm sure they'll be in your, your show, show notes. notes. Yep. And I offer a free call to anybody who wants it because you don't know if you need help. It's not for emotionally broken people. It's for people who are, there's a discrepancy in their life between where they want to go and where they are and where they want to go and why they're not getting what they say they want. And nobody gets to the Olympics without a coach. So I highly recommend it for everybody.
0: Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you, Nancy, for joining me today. This was a jam-packed episode full of all of the things and all of the learnings. And i am so grateful for you for spending some time with us and the audience today so everybody if you want to connect with nancy head over to the show notes you can find all of her links um, on social media where do you like to hang out what's your favorite platform
1: i'm on instagram and facebook equally i'm on linkedin but not as much as the other two
0: all right so instagram is kind of like where you where your personality comes through and people can get to know you a little bit better yeah awesome all right so go follow nancy follow me at just.loves.life if this episode resonated with you give it a like a share you know leave a comment or if you know somebody who is going through something similar please 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 share this episode with them because it just might help them figure out their own now what so that's it for us this week thanks so much and we will see you next week for another I just blank now what story bye everybody